Hello guys and welcome to episode 95 of the Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. It's your host Matt back again and I'm joined once again by my regular co-host Jesters. How are you doing my friends? You know I'm living the life. It's uh, it's in the 70s today here, here in the beautiful state of Texas. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous outside and I'm sitting here watching football and talking to you. So what does that tell you, tell you about, about me? That's just a poor life. That's poor life choices, man. <laughs> I can be I can be outside <laughs> enjoying beautiful weather, but no, 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 no. I've, I've chosen to be here, so. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take that as a compliment that you choose me over good weather. I'll yes. Spin it in that note. Um, well, I don't I don't want to mess up my moon burn. I have I have a nice moon burn going going on right now, and you can't add sun to that moon burn. I mean, you have got El Clasico in an hour, so it's not like, I think yeah. that's probably more worth than a little bit of sun that you can probably get any other time towards the summer. But, um, yeah, and we've got to speak about a wonderful win and a wonderful, hopefully a, a wonderful FA Cup that we might finally get, uh, depending on how the next couple matches go. Um, there, there it was, obviously Chelsea won 2-0 against Middlesbrough, Mason Matt, oh, no, sorry, Mason Matt, Lukaku and Ziyech getting the goals in the first half. Uh, for you guys that love the stats breakdown, I'll give you that just now. So Chelsea had a total of 61% possession compared to Middlesbrough's 39%. Uh, Chelsea had 11 shots with four on target. Middlesbrough had five with none on target. Chelsea did miss two big chances compared to obviously Middlesbrough's none because they didn't really have any shots. Um, Chelsea completed a total of 639 passes, which was an 87% accuracy compared to Middlesbrough's 397 with 82% accuracy. Chelsea only completed four of their 13 dribbles, which was 31% accuracy, compared to Middlesbrough, who done who completed all five of their dribbles. Um, overall, Chelsea won 40 duels compared to Middlesbrough's 35. Uh, Chelsea had made 12 tackles, eight interceptions and 10 clearances, compared to Middlesbrough's 13, 11 and 13. Um, Jesters, overall, I think, the game was, again, it's a typical Chelsea game, um, controlled it, played quite well in the first half. And then second half, it was almost trying to keep the lead as it was, but not putting too much effort. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think uh, once that second goal went in, I think we downed tools a little bit. Uh, we went we went from, uh, we downshifted from maybe third gear to, to first. <laughs> And I think a lot of that had to do with the condition of the pitch. Uh, the pitch was absolutely a bog. It was horrible. Uh, almost injured one of our players. And it was back-to-back back games on, on, on terrible pitches. You know, Lil was a brand-new uh, pitch that was put down. And you could actually see the ball, you know, like roll over humps in the Lil game. It was terrible. Um so yeah, you know, it it's not something that you need to, ha- to have an exorbitant amount of goals. There's no uh, goal differential in the FA Cup. It's win or lose, and we had the game won. Why go get somebody hurt or get somebody sent off uh, in your quest to to uh, ha- you know run up the score? So again, it's uh, one of those things where. Uh, Thomas Tuchel did his mastery again. He's a he he, he is just a fantastic, fantastic manager. Uh, he does not get enough praise. Um, 
and uh, by the end of this year, you could you could be you could have uh, legitimate calls for him being the greatest of all times for Chelsea, as far as managers go. Yeah, definitely. I think too cool for me. I think he's probably got. I think he needs either another Champions League or winning the league. Um, but yeah, I, I I I have no doubt that I think he will eventually become the greatest manager of all time. Um, it's just a matter of when and not if. Um, and you you got to look at the way he's handling the situation now and thinking, would any of would any other Chelsea manager have reacted in this way? Um, certainly not someone like if I, I'm not I don't like to dig managers out, but sorry sorry left on the transfer van because he did he didn't want to. Um, thank God, no, God knows how he would have. <laughs> yeah, thank God that was a blessing for some fans. Um, but God knows how he would have reacted to this type of situation. I, I, I could definitely see Sari leaving in this situation as well. But yeah, Tugel with a credit, and I'm, I'm glad that's one situation we don't have to talk about in terms of criticism. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think obviously you've got a few um, players. Jorginho was obviously rested because of the. Uh, important um, qualif- World Cup qualifier that's uh, against Portugal uh, next week. So I think there was a few players that were almost looking at their possible international games and taking it a bit easy, not wanting to get injured. Obviously, there was a little alarm bell with Pulisic, um, which could have been a lot terrible than it was. Um, but thank God that seems to be all OK. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it was, we, we controlled it and Middlesbrough didn't really have many chances despite us being almost in first gear. And all I can say is that's how you beat a championship club. That's how you beat Middlesbrough. Uh, shout out to Tottenham, to United. And then you might as well throw in Arsenal with the Nottingham Forest result and Leicester. Uh, so that's how you do it, guys. Um, maybe take a few notes. Um, but, I mean, we'll start with, obviously, the first goal. Obviously, um, Mason Mount gets it on the right puts in a good cross and it's probably the easiest goal Lukaku would score. Um, what did you think of the goal overall? Well, it's, you know, so stuff we would have wished we saw more of during the year. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's only his 12th goal in all competitions. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was, it was very similar to an earlier uh, play, almost exactly. You know, Ziyech played in, Mount, Mount got got to the, you know, drove toward the, the uh, touch line and and put a beautiful cross in. The first one just went off the defender and, and took it away from both Lukaku and Christian. Uh, but it, it was almost a carbon copy. And the beautiful cross, and Rom was in the right place at the right time and put it away. So I expect nothing less. Uh, again, I don't want to get too over... Too overhyped. It was a championship side. Yes, they have knocked out some some uh, Premier League teams, but you know we don't compare ourselves with the likes of Man United, um, Arsenal. You know whoever else they've knocked it was a Tottenham got knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Man United lost to Nottingham Forest. So again, similar similar type of team. Got got a few good players that you could see in the Premier League, um, but you shouldn't be losing to a side like that, really. And uh, so yeah, it was a beautiful goal, beautiful uh, build-up play. 
I like the combination of Mountain Ziesch on that side. Of course, we're not going to see that formation against anybody that we're trying to win a, a you know, in the UCL, we're not going to see that formation. Uh, in a must-win game, we're going to stay with the back three because um, we just don't have the midfield to play it. Uh, yeah. Wish we did because uh, Mount and, and, and Zs work very, very well together. So, yeah, I think that's that's something we could potentially look forward to in the summer should everything all go well with the ownership and we can actually do some good deals in the summer. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it was one of them ones. I think, I mean, all, all we can ask with Lukaku is to put the ball in the back there, and he did. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it was a particularly fantastic performance, a uh, special one, but it wasn't terrible either. So, I'm not, I, I won't really complain about it too much. Um, obviously, the second goal uh, was a bit more of a wonderful goal. Again, Mason Mount making a quite simple pass. Um, probably wasn't expecting to get an assist from it. And if there's only one player you want uh, on the edge of the box to take a shot like that, it's Hakim Ziyech. And what a wonderful shot it was. People said the goalkeeper could have done a bit better. But for me, I think you look at the curl on the shot and it just took it away from him. Um, what did you think of that wonderful goal? Yeah, I, look, it's one of those when you put your laces through the ball um, <clears throat> and you see no rotation. The ball is not spinning in the air. It, what happens is, um, and it's, what happens is, there's a bladder inside the ball, right? It's full of air, and when you compress that, um, the ball, because it has no spin on it, the aerodynamics of it is always are, are always going to be a, a a lot different than what you expect. You know, a left footer that ball should could be curling in, right? But if you if you if you hit it like that, you put your laces through it and you compress that ball and there's no spin, it'll knuckle. It'll, and it and this one actually bent away from the goalkeeper. You know, it was a left footed strike that bent to Hakim Ziyech's left instead of the normal back into the right. And so I no, I don't fault the keeper at all because you're not expecting it. He, he wrong foot, wrong footed him because it was, again, uh, uh, and it was just a beautiful strike. Look, Hakim Ziyech has always had that in his locker. That's the reason everybody wanted him here. That's why I thought he would do well here. It hasn't really worked out the plan it, overall, if we're at, being honest, but he does have the ability to to hit a strike like that and f- from from anywhere inside 30 yards, really. So... You know, it's a wonder strike. Uh, the strike was better than the the, the pass, if we're honest. Um, you know, is it? I, I I likened it to the the last time he hit a worldie from that almost same area with uh you know Callum Hudson Odoi's pass into him uh, against Tottenham, where he hit the top bin uh, worldie. Uh, yeah. the, 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 you know, Hakim Ziyech made a pass into an assist. Is not the other way around. There's some balls that are beautiful balls. Uh, you know, Mount's first one was an assist. He, you know, the, the 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 pass was as good, if not better, than than the, the strike to put it the ball in the back of the net. This one was the opposite. So yeah, yeah you, but you still have to give him credit because he made the pass. He exactly. does get the assist. But uh, 
yeah, again, Hakim Ziyech does have that in his locker. I just wish we would see more of it. Exactly. I mean, I know, you, obviously, you know, generally over the season, I think you've kind of mentioned that there is there is the potential of, you think Hakim Ziyech could leave in the summer. Do you think this form that he's finally started to have, and it's been a bit more consistent now, I know he had the injury, uh, kept him out for a, a, a few couple of games. He's come back and he's seeming to look still in that kind of form. Do you think he there's a, a better chance he might stay in the summer? Obviously, the transfer the, the transfers are still a bit more uncertain still, so he could be forced to stay anyway. But do you think he's more likely to stay and be a more integral member of the squad? Uh, no. And here's why. <clears throat> For all the beautiful play you see from him, the bad stuff that he does. Um, I know the, the the run he was in, everybody's like, oh, you know, he's pinging balls, but he was losing the ball over 20, he lost possession over 25 times each game during that three-game run where everybody was like, oh, Hakim Zias is back. You can't lose that much possession um, and waste that much of the ball. because And those balls were, yes, in the final third, but that's how much possession are you going to have? How many chances are you going to have in the final third? Put the ball the back of the net. Yeah, some of that was down to people not making runs. I'll give him some of that. But a lot of it is, um, you know, it's almost spray and pray, if you, if you know uh, Call of Duty at all. They say spray and pray. That's a spray and pray sometimes. And uh, he's 29 years old. He's not getting any better. So if you have a chance to bring in an Usman Belly or a Rafinha, or if you can move a Timo Werner this summer, uh, and, and I'm not expecting us to be sold before the summertime, right? I'm not expecting us to have any transfer problems. If you can move a, 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 a Timo Werner, if you can move a Romelu Lukaku, why not go, go get a guy that's sitting down the road at Liverpool and bring him in to play the, left hand, the right-hand side? Somebody we know can score in the Premier League. I yeah, just, it, I, I think that there are options that are better suited for how Thomas Tuchel likes it to play. Um, in a four-one-four-one, uh, Ziyech is very good. If you're playing, because he's playing out wide, you know, you're actually playing as a, a. Technically, it's a right midfielder and a left midfielder, not wingers. Uh, in a four-one-four-one, um, he he's good because he has much more space and he has an eight, like mounted that can play with him. You have it. Uh, also, you would have a right back, presumably Reese James, as everybody's fit, that he could play with. So that does help. But you can't play a four-one-four-one unless you go out and get a number six. So if you don't go out and get a number six, you're stuck still in a back three, and so that you know you're playing him in the, as a more narrow inside forward in that in that case because the wing backs give you the width in, in those formations and it, it it does retard his ability to affect the game he is not as effective more narrow because his physical presence isn't he can't he can't take some of the the phys- physicality that you would do more inside um yeah so uh 
it's not doesn't mean that I think Hakim Ziyech is 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 a bad player. No, I just think that <clears throat> you know styles make fights and systems make players sometimes. And I just I think in, unless we do get that six and move on to a four one four one, um, there is no reason that he should continue, especially when there's better options that are out there, right? Um, and it, it it all depends on him. What if you know everybody always says, well, if Real Madrid or Barcelona come in for somebody, they're gonna go. He has links to Barcelona. What if Barcelona say, hey, we're not gonna resign uh, Dembele. He's gonna go. We want Hakim Ziyech. What do you think he's gonna do? Hakim Ziyech is gonna go to Barcelona. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. I mean, I was just kind of looking at this aspect of. There are at least two to three attackers, whether that's wingers or forwards, that I would say are more likely for me. I'd, I'd prefer to go out on loan or sold rather than Ziyech. Um, I won't name the names, but I can imagine Jesters will know who I'm talking about. Um, and most of you probably as well. But mm. I, I just feel like I don't feel like we're going to get rid of four or five attackers in the summer, considering we need to get a six. I think I think we will get a six. Whether it's the six we want uh, is another question. But I feel, I get what you put, your point with, I think with the back three, I've always said, I think Ziyech is not suited. If we're going to continue playing the back three, then yeah, I think Ziyech, I think he should go for the sake of himself um, playing a system that will suit him better. But I feel if we do go get that number six, and we're playing in the back four, I feel there are a few players that maybe would um, go before Ziyech almost. And then say you do bring in a, a Salah, a Rafina, I, I personally wouldn't go for Dembele uh, for certain reasons. But obviously I, I understand he might, he's more of a realistic option compared to the other two. Um, if they do come in, I feel like you could still use Ziyech um, I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, I, I would personally like him to stay. And obviously, happy birthday to Ziyech for yesterday. Obviously, it was nice for him to get a goal on his birthday as well. Um, but yeah, we'll see how, how it goes in the, in the summer. I, I, I don't mind if he stays or goes, really. Um, I I would find it a bit strange, though, for a certain young midfield, young winger does, that, for me, doesn't really do much at all in this team to stay and someone like Hakan Ziyech go. There you go. That's Chelsea Football Club for you. Um, moving on, obviously, we did have a little bit of a scare in that half, uh, as you kind of mentioned with that uh, pitch, which <laughs> it's a championship pitch, so you get it's it's what you're going to get. Um, obviously, Pulisic um, when I was when I first saw it, I thought, oh no, straight away panicked. Is that a ligament? Is that something gone on? Um, luckily, he did. Seemed to get up okay and did obviously play on until he got subbed off. Um, but it did seem like it almost took took the spark out of his game. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I actually do. I think whether it was bothering him a little bit, you can't do something like that and it not ha- you. You're going to have some sort of pain or discomfort because uh, he did turn over his ankle. Um. I, but I think that he was like, I'm not doing that again. Um, he, 
and I know people aren't happy about this, but there he does have a bigger a, a big game for 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 uh, the states uh, come I think it's Wednesday or Thursday. Um, that he has to be ready for. Um, you know, if people people are unhappy about that, look, Jorginho didn't even make the trip because he was being arrested for Italy. So I really don't want to hear anything. Uh, but yeah, if you're up 2-0, why are you going to go full out and potentially pick up an injury, especially if you know the pitch is, is not conducive to how you like to play? You know, he's very quick cutting. And if every time you, he was going to do a cut, his feet were going to come out from underneath him because the pitch was terrible, why, why continue to put yourself at risk? You're up 2-0. Again, you know, it's you know we're not going to give up two goals. If we give up one, okay, you still win two one. We we don't we don't concede that many goals. You know that the tie is pretty much done. Um, why do you potentially cause yourself an injury? So, yeah, before that, I thought he I thought he was he played quite well. I mean, he was there at the back post uh, for the like I said the first mount cross that he that he almost got on the end of. He had a couple other good time, uh, good plays, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm really, really not that worried about it. It's yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, um, it was yeah, it was one of the things. I think it's understandable that he almost um, would would stop like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure. Was that the same ankle that he injured? Before, or was it the opposite side? Because obviously, if if that is the case and it was the same ankle, then you can understand even a bit more why he's a bit more hesitant with it. Um, but yeah, and again, as you said, I think pe- I know people are not going to like it, and I think sometimes I think it, if it's it's certain if it's certain players, they won't like it even more. Um, but as you said, Jorginho had didn't start at all, and I think even the substitution, I think. <coughs> I think it might have been planned anyway that Pulisic may make way should the game kind of be settled because it it is a big it is a big game and as you all well know as being American yourself Pulisic is Mr America he is the the wonder kid of your nation so of course he's he's going to be looking at that game and think it, it's important of course he wants to go to the World Cup and it's an important game just as Jorginho as as you said. Um, I was kind of surprised that he would he was starting in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is, it is one of them things. I think you can't moan at him too much, and that's why I think in the player ratings when we did it with with Sadiq, I was kind of a bit, almost a bit, maybe over generous uh, in the rating, <laughs> just because I, I, there, there's a specific reason why you might you haven't performed to what I would think has been your best as we've seen in the last few games. Um, but again, everyone can have an off day. Um, and that's fine. I do think Pulisic, Ziyech and Havertz is our best front line at the moment, um, by far. I don't think any of the other subs even compare um, at the moment. So, yeah, I think it's just one of them things and we have to mo- move on to it, move on from it. Um, going into kind of the negatives now, obviously we've gone into through the positives of the game. Um, first of all, with left-back Malang Sar, um Obviously, Middlesbrough were not very threatening at all in that game. But when they were, it was always coming down his side, wasn't it? 
Yeah, he he was dreadful. I mean, dreadful. Stop playing him. Yeah, he he still has some value out there. You probably get 50, uh, fifteen mil for him, fifteen to twenty mil euros. Uh, stop playing him. The more you play him, the lower his valuation gets. Uh, he he's just. He's just not at it. He does not have spatial awareness. He does not know how to cut angles. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to take a, a, an angle to the ball. It's just. It was just poor. So he is not Chelsea level. Uh, and I think that uh, too much in our fan base because. You know, the, the I shouldn't say our fan. I, I can't slate the entire fan base. The ones we interact with are younger, so they tend to they tend to overhype things, certain aspects, or oh, he had a couple good games. He's Chelsea quality. I think we're finding that out with Chalaba over the last couple of games too. That maybe he's not quite ready to be a Chelsea player, and uh, maybe he needs some more time uh, at, 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 on a loan somewhere if that's possible uh he just doesn't he also does not have some of the instincts you need from a top flight center back and look chelsea aren't about saying well they have holes in their games so we'll take them chelsea chelsea should be about we want if they're not good enough to play at a real madrid or barcelona or juventus or a man city or, or or liverpool why do we want them here I, I don't get that. Oh, because it came from Cobham? Oh, because they have nice techers? Why do you settle for players that have so such big holes in their game that, that aren't at the level that we should that, that we expect? You know, you have Thiago Silva, you have Antonio Rudiger, and actually Christensen before I you know, I don't know what's going on with him lately. Maybe he's being overcautious because he's going to Barcelona next year uh, and he doesn't want to get injured. But last year, Bar- you know, Christensen raised his level to the level of an Antonio Rudiger and, and a Thiago Silva, where he came in in the Champions League when Thiago Silva got hurt and we didn't miss a beat. So we need to stop accepting me- mediocrity. In our, from our players, we have to expect better. And until uh, we do that, um, you know, I, 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 that's where I'm always going to have my issues with with the fan base that we interact with uh, via YouTube and and uh, Twitter. Um, and I'm like, again, I'm not going to say it's the whole fan base because obviously it's not. We don't. We don't. We don't interact with all of them. Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of of the of the Chelsea fan base that talk a lot of um, agree with a lot of the opinions that we've we've kind of said. I, I think we've with Sar. I think it's funny because I never thought I'd miss Alonso. But That's bad. It? It, 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 get, it gets it gets to the point where Sar does make me miss Alonso a little bit. Um, big up to Sadiq, uh, Mr. Marcus Alonso fan. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think the thing is with Saab is we did get him on a free, um, so there is we we're gonna make a profit from him, no matter what. Anyway, um, so I think I get that 
we haven't really got many options at left back and obviously we do have to rotate Marcus because there isn't any option at the moment uh, to replace him or rotate him. So I understand he has to play there at times. Um, but yeah, he's just, I, I just don't think he's good enough. I think with Chalaba, I think, again, I, 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 I do understand what you're saying. I think I'm, I'm, I'm more happy to give him at least a little bit of time. I, that doesn't mean I want him to start. I think, say, we do get a Rudiger, we have Silva, we have Kunde uh, eventually in the summer. Um, I don't mind him being either. He either he can go out on loan if he if he wants to, or he can stay and almost try and learn that stuff as a, in a rotational basis. Um, because we obviously we are going to need players to rotate with um, because we obviously play in a lot of competitions um, and we need we need a big squad. Um, but yeah, I I do get what you mean. Um, I think the only thing I'd say with Christensen is I don't. I don't really like to play a player that's just going off in the summer anyway, because playing him is not, unless unless we do have a gape in hole in that position, um, he's not going to be here in the summer anyway. So there's there's no I'd I'd, I'd rather maybe allow Chalobah to have a little bit of development as long as it doesn't hinder the team too much, um, which obviously he has been, I think a bit off recently. But I think again with a young defender, I think that's natural. They go through that kind of stage of. Uh, they have a really good spell um, where they're kind of almost, I wouldn't say invincible, but they feel like they're on top. Um, and then they do have a, a shaky moment. Uh, we saw it with Christensen before um, around the Barcelona time where he, he had that mistake with Messi. Um, it took him a, it took him a while to recover, um, but I'm happy to give Chalaba the time in terms of rotation aspect to try and change that. Um, well, much more than a Melanxar who I just there's there's too Melanxar there's too much that I find is wrong. I think the the thing that annoyed me of Melanxar the most was when I think I can't remember if this is the second half or first half, but the ball looked like it was going to go out and play. So Melanxar stopped, didn't didn't track his marker at all. The ball was obviously kept in, and then middles were open on the right hand side, and luckily Rudiger and Silva came to the rescue. Um, as usual in that game. But yeah, I, I just think Saar getting moved on the summer gives us some more money for the likes of Kunde, the likes of maybe Rafina, um, the likes of Ashumani, etc. Whoever, Salah, whoever we want to get who get in the summer, uh, I don't mind. I'll let the uh, whoever the board will be, if it is the current board or a new board, decide what they want to do that with that. But I think Saar is one of the first I'd get out of the door. Um, finishing up with the match, um, who was your man in the match for the game? Yeah, I thought, you know, it's, it's I know I picked Thiago, I rated him the highest when we were, uh, when we, you know, when we were uh, on stream. But looking back at it, I would probably have to say Mason Mount. Uh, he was involved in both <laughs> goals. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's not something that I would, not a hill I would die on, but it, 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 it was either Tiago Silva or Mason Mount. And, of course, Tiago Silva, you could say, because he basically is the best player on the pitch anytime he's on the pitch, but 
Mount did, you know, all the good offense, you know, he was involved at some point. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, this it's a game where you could pick either one and then nobody should complain. But I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to say Mount just because I've been kind of harsh on him lately. And Tiago Silva is just he's taken over the uh, Conte role of always putting an eight out of a 10 in. Right. Yeah. It used to be Conte. Well, now it's Tiago Silva. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, I, I mean, I, I always just think Tiago Silva is just a wonderful player. I, I'm going to, I will stick with my, me being saying it's Tiago Silva. I do, I do think Mount did have a good game overall. And with your point, it shows that you don't, you may criticise a player, but it doesn't mean you have an agenda against said player. Um, you, when they play well, both of us will uh, praise them. If they play bad, we'll call them out. It's as simple as that. Um, so, so maybe some certain uh, people can stop getting their knickers uh, in a twist uh, when we criticise them. But um, carry on as you were saying. Yeah, I I think that that too often we um, it's it's like the whole I I, I just it's 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 the whole ownership thing as well. It's oh, I don't want certain owners. It has to be this owner. I don't want any other owner from any other place. It's the same thing with players. We're we're you're supposed to be a Chelsea football club fan, not a insert player name fan. Yeah, you could say, well, you have a favorite player. Yeah, my favorite player is Christian Pulisic. If he leaves Chelsea Football Club, I am still going to support Chelsea Football Club. And yes, Christian will still be my favorite player. He just won't play at my favorite club. So it's, you know, when people start playing, you know, and you see this also with with our players that don't don't play for us or or have left us. Um, you know, Eden Hazard is a prime example. Well, bring Eden Hazard back. Really? He hasn't done anything in three years. Has not done anything in, for Real Madrid in three years except being injured. But because he he was, you know, we need to bring in Hazard back. Or look at what Tammy Abraham is doing in Syria. He didn't do it here. There was a reason we let him go. So I just I I don't want to hear about player FC anymore. It, we are Chelsea Football Club. You're supposed to be a Chelsea football uh, supporter. Period. Whatever the club decides, whoever they decide to bring in, whoever they decide to take out, support your club, or 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 find a different club to support. Because player FC is just I I just can't be bothered anymore. Yeah, I mean I, I I'm in the same motion. I mean my one of my favorite role models as a child in terms of footballers I've always enjoyed to watch was Thiago Silva, um, and obviously for a large portion of, of of me being a Chelsea fan he's never played at Chelsea uh doesn't mean I'm not a Chelsea fan it just means my as you said my fav one of my favorite role model players is not at the club but luckily I am able to at least experience his twilight years at the club which is a joy but yeah I mean we we both know that there are massive um divides within the Chelsea fan base I think it started off once Mourinho left um, because I think you had people that loved Conte 
and then people that didn't like Conte straight away because they liked Mourinho. Um, and then that switched when Sari came in. People who thought Conte weren't backed, back, uh, straight away hated Sari. People who obviously didn't like Conte were overly backing Sari. Then it flipped on the Lampard, um, but that then it started developing in the players. I think Cobham FC has kind of played that kind of almost role into it as well. But yeah, I think if 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 more people were Chelsea fans rather than Mason Mount fans rather than Callum fans, you could. I'm even going to say it from one of my favorite Pulisic. Yeah, are certain people are Pulisic fans? Not obviously not you, but there are people on Twitter that I look and go, "You're talking a load of smack." Um, and there's there's other players. Uh, you got used to have the Christensen fans. Used to have. Uh, the Rudiger fans, uh, when they were maybe in a divide. I think there's many different players. you got Alonso and Kepa fans. Uh, shout out to Sadiq. But yeah, I think, I don't think it's going to change. I think it's just going to be typical Chelsea fans. And again, I think we, I think we do judge that from a, a number of, obviously it's not just younger fans, but our kind of scope of Chelsea fans that we talk to are much younger. So obviously it is natural that they're a bit more connected to certain players I think if the older you get the less connected you uh, are to certain players unless you're a certain Johnny um, but yeah um, hopefully it will the kind of player FC will die out at some point but I don't think that will happen unfortunately um, we just have to deal with it and I mean we know that I know most of the listeners that come on here are, they are not player FC which is nice to hear um, so at least we're getting somewhere just as at least we're keeping people some, some, at least some people in tune. Well, yeah, that's good to hear. I, I just, uh, you know, remember all the Zuma fans. Oh, we shouldn't have let Zuma go. <laughs> he had a stinker today. You know, plus he punted a, a cat across the, 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 the kitchen floor. So, yeah, I, you know, I rem- don't you remember the, oh, we got to keep Zuma. Zuma's the best. Remember, you remember those debates, right? Yeah, I mean, I was on the side of potentially keeping Zuma, not in the very um, angry way that some people put, but you know, it's fine to be on a side of a debate, obviously, but there are people that are very... It's one player, and then they automatically have to be against the other player. I think we both kind of have almost... If we there is a player that we kind of do pick out, uh, maybe it is Callum for both of us, but that's more because of the people he that support him, and obviously that creates a natural rivalry itself. I don't think any of us have a personal problem with Callum at all, um, but it, unfortunately, it is what it is. Not at all. I don't have. A, I don't have a. I don't know any of them personally. So first, actually, it's it's quite mad if you, if people think that I personally dislike any player. I don't know any of them. I'm sure they're all fine people. My my problems with Callum are simple. One, he shouldn't be on 120 grand a week. It's really destroyed our, our wage structure. That's what, and secondly, that's why Tammy Abraham is no longer with the club. Um, thirdly, uh, I just don't think he's good enough to, to ever play for Chelsea Football Club. I think he's he's very, you know he's again. You get to that session of uh, of. Uh, uh, fans that are that that are Cobhams, you know everybody. Anybody who comes through Cobham is is wonderful, and that's just not the case. Um, you know, 
everybody's, you know, Tomori, Tomori's playing in Serie A, okay? As much as there's a Serie A tax for offensive players, there's a Serie A tax for defensive players. They're not playing the level of teams that he would be playing in the Premier League. So, you know, it, I, I don't get to, we need, we should have kept Tomori. Well, you know what? We didn't. And uh, Jules Kounde is better than all of them. Um, I, I would have liked us to keep Mark, uh, Mark Way or Gurhi, however they're pronouncing it. But uh, he wanted to start. And he's justified that by what he's doing. But if you would have kept him in the summertime, that meant shipping out a Rudiger or shipping out a Christensen or or something like that. Well, I think, him to... I think it would have been more Chalaba would have left it. Well, no, because Chalaba was going to leave anyway, uh, especially because they were talking about bringing Kunde in. Yeah, true. But you, that again, Kunde is better than both of them, all of the people we just mentioned. Um, Kunde has a potential. First of all, he can play multiple positions. He can play in the back three. He can play in the back four. He can play right back. He can play right wing back. So, you know, he's and that's that's really what Tuchel likes is players who can play multiple positions. He loves that because it lets it lets him be more flexible without having a huge, you know, having to have a particular player to play each type of system. He wants somebody who can go play in a back three and play in a back four. Both defensively, mid, you know, from your midfielders in those different positions and from your your uh, your attacking players. And if you can't do that, um, you know, Tuchel really doesn't want you here. Uh, and that's that's why he has so much love, you know, for, for certain players because they can play in multiple positions. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bro, you, your mic is still moving mad, mad. By the way, when you first come on, when you first say something, it's real loud, and then it, then the, the uh, volume goes down from there. I apologize for that. I mean, I, I will be getting a new mic eventually, um, so hopefully that comes in and it gets sorted for the upcoming episodes. I apologize for it if it does continue to mess up. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, yeah, I, it, it's just. Again, that's why we're looking at a Kunde. That's why we're looking at Chua Mini, who is not signed for Real Madrid, by the way, folks. That's not a done deal. Um, and if Chelsea Football Club come in for him, he will come to Chelsea because he will start at Chelsea. He will not start at Real Madrid. They have a, a, a gentleman called named Casemiro there. Uh, Modric, Kroos. Where's he going to get? You know, Kamavinga doesn't even start. And so it would be a more of uh, you want to sit on the bench and play for Real Madrid or do you want to start at Chelsea Football Club? That at that time, this summer, when those decisions are being made, could be two time European champions. All I'm saying is. uh, Those those players are still available for us in the summertime if we were to win for him and, and he just cooked PSG. You know, they're the French champions. This are going to be the French champions this year. They by far had the best squad in, in, in the whole league. It's not even debatable. Um, their their squad is worth more than every, uh, probably every other squad in the league combined. 
and, and he just he just kept a clean sheet, three nil. Uh, whereas his English counterpart, everybody's wanting because he was a flunky at Cobham, couldn't even beat Tottenham. So, you know, people need to understand that uh, there are other play, uh, places in the world where they have excellent footballers. It's not always just England. It's not always just English people. It's not only those who come from Cobham. You got to have, you know, wherever they're from, whatever their nationalities is, whatever league they play in, that's why you have scouts. They go out and, and they can determine how those the skill set that player has and how they play, how that will uh, translate into this league. Uh, and Chuamini is, is, if we miss this kid, it's a, I think it's a bigger miss than Holland. That is, that is a big statement, but I, I, I do somewhat agree with that as well. I mean, I, I, I've said if, if we don't get him now in the summer and he does go to someone else, whoever's idea it was for him to stay another season um, because he wasn't ready needs a serious talking to because that was no, a silly decision. I um, mean, yeah, I would, say, I would say need the sack him, but... Um, well, it depends on who it is, um, obviously. But I, 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 it wouldn't happen. But yeah, it, I think it's. I, I always said it was criminal. I think we've not, we've, we've had the problem where we've not really had a good defensive midfielder in a long while, anyway, um, which doesn't help situations. But he's just such a good player, um, and it's not an expensive price you'd have to pay for him either. Um, so I, I always think it's an, a bit of a no-brainer, and he's, as you said, he's playing great uh, continuously. Um, I do think the French league is something everyone seems to poo-poo. It seems to be obviously, oh, it's the Uber Eats league, it's a farmers league. But I think it's, I think it's more, un, it's underrated compared to what people think. I think people look at the, the the German league and the Italian league and think it's great, but I, I honestly think, yes, the French competition may not be that great, but in terms of the style of the league, it's much more similar to the Premier League than most others. Um, and it's no surprise that the, if you look at the majority of players that come from the French League, there's much more success from certain players there than there are from the German League, than there are from Serie A. Uh, and even the players that do succeed from them leagues, nine times out of ten, have to have a period of settling in, which, don't, don't get me wrong, I think two and many will also at some point need to settle in a little bit as well but I think he's, he's, he's too much of a talent to miss out and I'm glad that he's finally getting a lot of recognition on Twitter uh, even by people that were kind of complaining about him uh, for Declan Rice which I, I mean I, I like both Rice and Schumann it's not a problem to like both but again it's that even with player FC it doesn't even have to be one of our players it just could be a player that we're linked to which I find is just crazy um, but there you go. Um, that is kind of the crux of what we've been kind of talking about. But yeah, whoever's in the Chelsea board, please get Schumann as your priority signing um, because that is the that is the position that's needed the most. I think it will transform our team into a team that can go from winning cup matches um, to winning leagues and potentially helping to dominate um, the Premier League um, as much as we can. Um, Obviously, now moving away from the game, 
the draw was done uh, earlier on in the day um, and it was quite a favourable draw, um, Crystal Palace in the Cup. Um, what do you think of the draw overall? Yeah, I, I uh, again, you know, uh, with, with everything, with everybody against Chelsea right now, it looks like the football gods have smiled on us. Uh, Crystal Palace is probably the easiest draw we can get unless, I don't know, that unless not, Nottingham Forest is knocking out Liverpool, which I doubt. I don't even know what the score of that match is. I'm going to actually but, have a look uh, at that now. Hold on. But yeah, as you were saying. Yeah, so, you know, but it, I guess you could go conspiracy the other way. Um, that they're they're trying to to get as many matches between Liverpool and Man City because those are the the title challengers right now. Um, that you know, how many more times do you want to have uh, a City and Liverpool match? Because you could see City City Liverpool in the FA Cup final. You could you could see uh, City Liverpool in the Champions League final, and you could see City Liverpool as the two. Uh, as the two teams going for the title race. I, I don't think that'll happen, but you could see all those matches being important in the, in the last few uh, uh, the, the, the dying uh, moments of the season. So, uh, yeah, it's, to me, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the, uh, there were there were uh, some fixing going on in those balls hopping around in the hopper. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just I just saw the uh, scoreline and just to talk on it. Um, Liverpool won one nil. Uh, Jota scored in the seventy eighth minute, but from what everyone's saying, Forrest should have had a penalty before the goal. Um, Allison apparently uh, catching one of their players in the box, but you know. You know what it's like, like with Liverpool. Uh, they always get decisions their way, as we've seen in certain cup finals, uh, which doesn't surprise me. But it means Liverpool and Man City play each other, which is is nice and means obviously like we will play one of them in the final. But in, in the final, it's anyone's game, um, so I don't mind that. And if we play Liverpool, I've said I, I've uh, everyone keeps saying how great they are. Uh, they are a good team, but I think we've had them at their number all season long um, in every game we've played. Um, so I am confident that we can beat them should we go to the final. Obviously, there was the Champions League as well. Obviously, uh, in the middle of the week, um, we drew, I think off the top of my head, I cannot remember. Real Madrid. Real Madrid, that's it. I was thinking it was one of the Madrid clubs. I was like, but obviously, we could play the other Madrid club or Manchester City in the semi-final. Um, obviously, it's not the easiest of draws, but you confident against Real Madrid? Yeah, they, they, I don't see them any different from last year. Same players. Uh, Benze, Benzema is not fit. He might not be smith, fit. I can even talk today. He might not be fit for the first uh, leg even. Uh, they're trying to get him fit for the first leg. So without Benzema, that team is nothing. He is their, their uh, glue, their, their minerals. Oh God! Don't then I, I can't stand the word glue or minerals anymore. But but that's actually true. Without Benzema, 
who do they have that's concerning going forward? Yeah, in I the do. Brazilian Cho. Yeah, he's I not do. anything. I do think Vinicius Junior is has been a lot better for them this season. But what I always say is on on the turn to that, we have Reese James on that side. So it's not like if he's coming against the Marcus Alonso, then yeah, I would be a bit more worried. But he's going against Reese James, who pockets most players uh, most weeks um, at the moment. So I'm not too worried about that. I think what I would say in terms of the only difference that could be made is what midfield Ancelotti go to, uh, looks to play. Because the reason why we were so dominant um, in the games that we played against them in the first place was because, yes, Cruz, Modric and Casemiro are very good players um, and have been very good players for a while. But the problem is we just they didn't have the legs to deal with Chelsea's midfield. So I actually feel, despite them maybe not being the the named faces, I feel if they play... Valverde and particularly uh, Camavinga, I feel like they would get more joy in the midfield. But if they stick with Modric, Casemiro, and Crows, I feel like it will be the same result once again. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm confident we can get the result against Real Madrid. I think if you if we're being real, PSG were the better team for three quarters of the of the time. Um, it's just Pochettino does what Pochettino does best and bottles it in the final 30 minutes. Um, otherwise, we would be playing PSG right now, which would be a great tie. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I think that tie is pretty good. And do you, in terms of Man City Atletico, do you think it's definitely going to be Man City or do you think Atletico's got a fair chance of maybe t- uh, doing a shock on Manchester City? Of, yeah, they, they do because they play more like we would play, right? Sit back, defense first, make sure you're not leaving the spaces, and then once you get it, boom, on attack. City is open for that. That's why they struggle against Tottenham. And that's the way Tottenham play against them. Sit back, absorb all the pressure, stay compact, don't make any mistakes, and when you get the ball, you have a chance to go. And... um that's exactly how Atletico play. They're gonna, they're gonna shit house that, that for for hundred and eighty minutes, right? They're, you know, yeah. they're gonna look for that one nil lead and and do what they did against United. So does the city have the players to contend with that? I don't think so. Uh, for all their great tech, um, I. You know, I, I I don't think that they're they're. I think if you challenge their heart, they wilt. And yeah. we you, you saw that in the Champions League against us. Once we got ahead, you know it was it was. Hey, you're supposed to be the best team in the world. That's what everybody said. Oh, it's an easy game for them. You know, you punch them, you punch a bully in the mouth, and you see how if they're 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 real or if they're all smoke. And I think City smoke. They're great smoke, man, because you know they 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 play beautiful ball, but they're there to be get got on the break. And and of course we don't know how fit Diaz is going to be, if he's going to be fit at all. I think Athletic will have a great chance if they can keep a low scoring tie to uh to to upset the apple cart there. And of course us against Atletico. 
you, if you have Antonio Rudiger on your team, you already have the biggest shit housing team in, in, in the whole thing. So, yeah, I, I'm not worried about them against us, but I think they can get something against City. Yeah. I think, I think everybody's going, oh, you know, Atletico, they haven't been very good. I think they match up very, very well to how, what, what City want to do. Yeah, I think, as you said, it is the matchup. Obviously, City love to play with the ball, but at the same time, Atletico Madrid love to play without the ball, and it's, it is that possible banana skin. I mean, us saying that, it'll be typical that Man City will go there and absolutely tear them a new one, because obviously that's how the football world works. When, we, when you have podcasts, you say something and the opposite normally happens. But there you go. Um, but yeah, I think with the difference between us and City when we play Atletico Madrid is we're happy to not have the ball if we don't need if we don't want to which then when atletico are asked to have more of the ball they don't like it um and that's where they look and they struggle um and that's where i think where we can get at them like we did last time obviously it did take in the first leg a stunning goal by Giroud, but we do have that in us and i think our attack especially in terms of breaking down that atletico Madrid defense has improved as well um, and I think, yeah, we, we can get that job done. Uh, so I, I'm fairly confident of also with the Man City thing is they will be fighting for a title um, with Liverpool. It looks like it's going to be a lot closer. I don't know when the City-Liverpool game is, but by my reckoning, I'm guessing it's close to that tie anyway. So there's going to be a lot of big games that Man City are going to have to comprehend with in one period of time, which, fair enough, it's City a City, they do have three squads so they could probably deal with the amount of games but obviously the as you said it's it's the the bottle do they have the complete bottle to go through all them games which obviously Liverpool's on their towels Atletico Madrid will not let them rest um so it'll be interesting to see how that goes um but in terms of obviously the two cups that we have left um if I was to ask you how many do you think we do you think we'll win any of them and if we do how many do you think we'll win Wow, you just go ahead and put me on the spot. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, you're, I'm, make, you're gonna make me the jinx, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make you the jinx, so then I can. Uh, I can say something a bit more. Uh, well, I might say something a little bit less or more controversial. I think we can. We can win. Win both. I think. You know. Yes, it would be great to have Chilwell. That's kind of the missing. That's the. That's the one spot you're like. I, you know, wish we had. Chill well there, but uh, yeah, I think that because of the way we play, we we don't give up a lot of goals. Defense wins you championships, right? It's and and especially in a playoff format, which is kind of what a cup cup game is. You know, it's a it's kind of a a, a playoff format where. You know, you have a couple games, and the the bet you know the best thing you can do is play a tight defensive system that does not give up a lot of goals, and and then it takes one to two goals, and and you're through. Uh, we can do that. We've shown we can do that. Uh, so, it's, especially if we get last year's Conte back, you know the the. the uh, Quarter, quarterfinal, semifinal, and final uh, Conte. If we get that dude back, no worries. He's kind of seeing some some glimpses 
but I would, uh, you know, for me, that, that's where Conte shines is, um, is, is in, is in those, 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 you have to win these, these matches. And he is, uh, he is a key as much as anybody else in Golo Conte. Because nobody else can put it in Golo Conte on the pitch, pitch except for us. And that's where I think he will turn up. I think he, he always tends to turn up in them games. So I'm I'm quite confident that we will see that Kante um, shine uh, eventually in these matches. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. I mean, for me, I think I'm going to be a little bit more pessimistic and say we'll, I think we'll win one of the two. Uh, I do not think we'll win both. But then again, at the moment, the way everything is going with the whole sanctions um, and Chelsea... Of course, with the media, the media are against us. It seems like the world is against us. It's Chelsea versus the world. But actually, at the moment, I feel like I'll take them odds. Um, we're always good when we're under siege. We have that siege mentality, which I like. Sometimes I wish we had that mentality all the way through. Um, but it is what it is. I think it will improve uh, over time. But yeah, I think we're fantastic. Um, I think we'll win hope, one of them if I was to choose one. Um I obviously you'd like to win the Champions League, um, but I, I, I at the same time I wouldn't want to lose a third FA Cup final in a row. I think that would piss me off quite a bit um, to keep getting to that final and losing it at the final hurdle. Um, so yeah, I mean let's hope we win both, uh, and then we can say that we've won four trophies, which I think was, I think that was my prediction at the start of the season. So I could be on track to uh, complete the predictions again. For this uh, season, but uh, we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, that is an end to another wonderful podcast. Just over an hour on the dot. Um, obviously, guys, make sure you subscribe. Uh, you follow the pods on both Spotify and Apple. Make sure you give us a rating on both platforms. Uh, make sure you download the podcast. Uh, we're nearly at our episode 100. Five more episodes to go. Uh, so make sure you keep supporting us on that. Uh, we have got some little updates that we will give you probably by the next episode, just sorting a few things out. Uh, but we will let you know on these exciting updates. So stay tuned. Um, Jesters, obviously, again, once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Oh, I always enjoy talking to, to uh, somebody at class like you that know, knows ball and uh, I don't have to worry about being a troll so yeah i always enjoy those yeah i do those things on youtube but not here so it's a pleasure as always i'm glad i get just to seal of approval that is just life that's life done uh i don't i don't need any more success in life that's just that's done uh but yeah fa thank you justice for always coming on um we will get some other guests uh returning on with me and justice hopefully to have a little bit of an argue uh get some as as a Sky Sports Sports would always put heated discussion, um, but we will we'll get some new guests uh, and some returning guests on within the next few episodes. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, so subscribe, like the podcast. Uh, it's Matt and Jesters. We are out.